We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants. But those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the podcast. The podcast before my time. I am your host, your ghost host, Gelsey Laurie, and we are going to talk about The Haunted Mansion. <laughs> So, Gelsey, we are still in the thick of spooky season, but if there's one thing we love more than spookiness, it's dizzy, dizziness. Jesus. Dizziness. Diz- you know what? I do love Disney- dizziness. That's why I was in the circus for so long. We just <laughs> spin our fucking asses off. Disney-ness. And if we were a video podcast, people would see that directly behind me is one of the four Haunted Mansion paintings. I actually have all four at four different corners of the house because I'm a psychopath like that. So you have all four. I just have two, but I have the full length. I have the two girls. I bought them when I was a teenager at the gallery at Disneyland, but they're full stretch length. And oh yeah, can... no, these are these are very teeny tiny. But no, I do. I want to get them framed. But um, I'm so mad at myself for not buying the other two when I was like 16 and thought this was a good purchase. Um, they've been sitting in there like poster tubes because getting things framed is a nightmare and so expensive and those that size of those photos is going to be cute but i do want them hanging on my wall somewhere dude there's paintings that i have i guess they're technically like sketches more than paintings that i bought off this girl it was 50 dollars for a set of four drawings and it was a series that she did of serial killers as zombies so it was like a john wayne gacy zombie a jeffrey dahmer zombie a charles manson zombie and I've had them forever, and I was always of like, he bought them. 
I was like, when I get my own house, I'm going to frame these and like hang them somewhere. And now I have my own house and I look at them and I'm like, I don't want to pay the money to frame this and hang it. In my I'm going to have to disagree with that purchase. And I do not <laughs> want serial killers hanging in my house. I don't care how like ironic the art is. <laughs> like I do well, not want to glorify them and allow I them don't to hang either, on my wall. But here's my defense. And this right. is not really a defense. I bought these like probably 15 years before like the true crime aesthetic came in where it was like, but oh, this is kind of like... But they didn't change what they did. They still were No, it didn't change assholes. what they did, whatever. No, they're terrible. But they were really good drawings. And I was like, oh, that'd be like kind of kitschy when I was in my 20s. And now like, I almost feel like I'm too overwhelmed by like serial killer chic that I'm just like, I don't want, I don't want to be part of that. It is a thing, anymore. isn't so it? Serial, just... yeah. Serial killer chic. <laughs> I feel like it is like this morbid, like, oh, it's so cool. I don't know. I'm yeah. into like... I mean, my, my apartment's all decorated for Halloween right now, and we've got black candles lit and black roses and skulls, and I think some of it's going to stay year-round. I'm like, no, this is a vibe. Um, so I'm into that kind of <laughs> dark, like, I, just, I mean, I want to live like Morticia Adams secretly. Yeah, but I just not put secretly. a bunch of skeletons around my house. That's pretty much it. But oh, we're, no. we're not here to talk about Morticia Adams just yet. <laughs> so stay tuned. But let's talk about one of my, if not my all-time favorite Disney park ride, the Haunted Mansion. And yeah. I'm passing this one on to you as the, the Haunted Mansion slash Disney employee expert. I am. Um, we're called cast members. Thank you. Um, Sorry. Is that right? <laughs> so, okay. The Haunted Mansion opened on August 9th, 1969. But it was the first major attraction that opened without Walt overseeing it because he died in December 1966. So... This is, I think it's kind of cool though, because if you go back and like watch all the Imagineering documentaries and this, that, there's still so much, in my opinion, of Walt in this ride in so many yeah. ways, be it that kind of pushing boundaries, Imagineering type way, which is really cool. But um, he was though a part of, and I think this is why there is so much of his spirit, dare I say, in the ride, is that he was a part of the early concept. So when the park was announced open there were drawings released, this, that. On the original map, there was a manor there. And so it was kind of always this promised attraction that would be coming. And eventually they came up with an idea of doing a New Orleans square. Well, Disney loved New Orleans. So that kind of became the thing where there would be a pirates. You know, the attractions bloomed. They they weren't originally what they all are today. I think the pirates ride was initially supposed to be a like wax museum walkthrough was yes. the first idea. And so, Which, you know, these, how forgettable and quickly that would have closed. <laughs> like, seriously, right? Would. That would have been like, oh, did you know when the park opened, there was a wax museum of pirates? And people would be like, what? The 55 version is so weird and boring. It's so true. So it kind of made sense, though, for a manor to sit in New Orleans and kind of have that plantation style vibe. And it originally, though, um, a construction began in 1961, and the exterior was completely done in 1963. So Walt did oversee all of that. The first concept, though, in drawing was done by Ken Anderson, and it was an antebellum-style manor, but it had, like, overgrown weeds, broken gates, boarded doors, you know, like, really scary-looking trees. And Disney rejected it because he didn't want to have a rundown building in his park. He was like, no, what if we have a pristine... Um, I think his concept was, like, we take care of the outside, the ghosts take care of the inside. Yeah, it's, so one of the things that I just recently learned, I mm -hmm. obviously I know that there are two separate parks. There's the Disneyland, there's the Disney World. And while they have like overlap of rides, there are like 
subtle differences. It wasn't until the recent Lego Haunted Mansion announcement that I actually realized how dramatically different the exteriors of those two different Mm -hmm. rides are depending on which land you're in. Well, it's the only attraction that is in all one, two, three, four, five, six parks, but each park is in a different land. Ours is in New Orleans Square. Magic Kingdom has Liberty Square. Tokyo Disney, it's in Fantasyland. Disneyland Paris, Euro Disney's in Frontierland. Hong Kong Disney is in an area called Mystic Point, and that is the Mystic Manor. I do know, I watched a whole, um, the Imagineers documentary, and they go into the Mystic Manor in Hong Kong, and it's really cool because that one's completely different. It's not so much ghosts as it is kind of like trickery of magic and spirits because their concept of the afterlife is much different than ours in China versus here. So it didn't quite translate the same. So they kind of had to change that, which is cool. Okay, so yes, we're going back. So the original concept was not actually a ride. It was going to be a walkthrough as we talked about Pirates was going to be. They loved their just like, could you imagine like the original concepts of everything is just Basically, like these museum, it's like not Scary Farm or Universal Horror Nights, where it's like the mazes. You just like you just these walk through. You stand in line to walk around. That's more basically. Line. I know exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Now that you put it that way, what a stupid idea. It's kind of cool though. They're they're really good at making the lines kind of more that idea. So it's like the lines of the concept. Anyway, so it was gonna be um, called the Museum of the Weird, and it was gonna have all these like supernatural, like bizarro. Uh, artifacts that you can look at that were maybe had a haunting background or this, that, and they were going to have it full of different illusions. A lot of those illusions they did bring into the attraction. I feel like it was probably going to be like a spooky version of when you go to like a Ripley's Believe It or Not wax museum moment. totally. That's kind of what it seemed. Then there was a time when the Museum of the Weird, quote unquote, was going to be like a side restaurant the way that the Blue Bayou is to Pirates of the Caribbean and it would have been like inside, which I read that and it broke my heart that that's not a real thing. I was like, oh, that would have been yeah. so fucking cool. But anyways, so they did do the exterior was complete in 1963 and it sat unoccupied until 1969 because the Imagineers were really busy participating in the 1964-65 New York World's Fair. But them participating in that fair and creating attractions and things for that actually helped make way for the technology used for the haunted mansion so you know it's kind of all the good things in life sometimes it's better to wait and gain that experience or learn that lesson to make the thing you want mostly uh, possible i needed to hear that in my own life right now so i'm just i'm saying that out loud but look it worked for the haunted mansion you're you're putting out into the universe i'm putting it out to the universe you know they were worried about it not having enough holding as a walkthrough attraction for a high capacity And so there was even talks of building two replicas of this walkthrough experience so that more people could get pumped through. Then they came up with the idea of the doom buggies to cart people through quicker, which I love. It was actually in 1966 that the walkthrough idea got scrapped. So they they started working on these doom buggies, if you will. So a couple different Imagineers worked on this project, but the Imagineers that were in charge of the illusions were Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie. And... There is a little nod to Yell Gracie. I think one of the tombstones has Master Gracie. They do a nod. And then in the movie they made with Eddie Murphy, Master Gracie is the owner of the manor. He's the one that hangs himself. And they kind of create that whole character off of him. Which, side note, that movie did terribly and was like a huge flop. I fucking love that movie. I thought they did a great job. I think it was hard because it followed Pirates of the Caribbean coming out. And so there was all these, those were the first two movies made from attractions. And Pirates was 
I, obviously, I mean, I'm, I don't need to say anything about it other than, you know, it was epic. Duh. But that was just so fucking incredible. And then to come out with this more campy family comedy story, I think people's expectations were in a different place. My expectations are always very low, um, which I need to, again, bring that more into my own personal life because I think that's just where happiness lies. So I had a good time. I always have a good time watching that movie. I think it was really cute, the nods they did within the film and and whatnot. But yeah, it, yeah. it just didn't I, do well. I don't remember if I've ever actually seen it, but I do know that from, because you're right, at that time I saw, I think I saw Pirates in the theaters like four or five times. I pirated I like, Pirates. Is- my dad pirated Pirates. And so I had a ripped like DVD and I watched it literally one weekend straight it the minute the credits ran it was playing again yeah like it's it did such a great job of like taking the energy of what that ride was and turning it into like a really fun epic action movie yeah Yeah, like like, incredible i love the haunted mansion even when i saw the trailer for the haunted mansion i was like oh no like (laughs) it just like i think you should watch it no i should check it out and i I will i will check it out with an open mind yeah low 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 expectations like the way that the muppets haunted mansion was and you went this is fun obviously because it's the muppets but that energy and oh it's cute how they did these little nods go in it with that mindset and it's fun i would love to see like a good pg-13 kind of spooky in the same vein as like the original hocus pocus i think hocus pocus is too campy but yes like a little bit but even like the idea of like hocus pocus you do have like billy's head popping off and stuff like that like i want something that's just dark enough maybe darker than hocus pocus but in that same vein of like Let's not be afraid to scare kids a little bit. <laughs> I want it to be like this wouldn't be kids, but um, I don't know why. Well, I know exactly why this popped in my head. Have you seen Ready or Not? Yes. Oh, oh, which I, not I'm so obsessed with that movie. That You how should it, be the main character for Halloween this year. Oh, that'd be note. so good. I don't, I'm working this Halloween. I'm like depressed about whatever. I want it to work. But Wait, on, you, can't, you can't walk around Disney in a wedding dress with a shotgun covered in blood? Like that's not going to be okay Sure. Yeah, Halloween. I can go right in and be like, I'm just clocking in. They'll be like, get the fuck out. You know how much I love Halloween. So I'm still like figuring out how I'm going to fit that into my life. But anyways, that movie, Ready or Not, I feel like the vibe of that and how it is kind of scary and has this like thriller where you're just like, oh fuck it still has these like really humorous dark humor ironic moments i think that's how yeah. it should be done that's, i think that would yeah, be a no. haunted mansion that we would like to see that vibe that pg-13 haunted mansion movie 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i have a question for you so i know you've done both parks i still have not been able to get to disneyland and all the times i've come to la it's usually because freaking crazy to me the time frame of my la visits are usually very <laughs> Like, so you've never been to the Haunted Mansion in Disney. You've never seen the original person. No. And that's what I want to do. That that's, that's been like my number one reason to go to Disneyland. But I'm curious. I know that the exteriors are are different. I've only seen Disneyland in pictures. I like the look of just looking at pictures, I like the look of Disney World. It's got a little bit more of like that decay around it. Mm-hmm. But the interiors of the ride, I understand are pretty compatible until like the holiday season rolls around when it becomes like the nightmare before Christmas right. overlay. Yeah. The gags are the same. There's some things that we have. I say we because I'm in California, ladies and gentlemen, and you already know that I'm at Disneyland. So that's my ride. That's my park. Like things that we have while you walk through the line to get on your doom buggy. A couple of those things are actually within the hall once you're riding on the ride in, in Magic Kingdom. So there's like stuff like that that's different. But I'm going to say generally like it's not worth even diving that far into. Your differences get more into 
Euro Disney Hong Kong with the Mystic Manor and stuff. But just YouTube it. YouTube that shit. Okay, so going back to the Imagineers, Raleigh Crump and Neil Gracie, um, they were in charge of the illusions. So they worked with a lot of different, you know, they they got a large workshop to build everything. They built um, animatronics. They used a technique called Pepper's Ghost that was created in the 1800s in theater you know a lot of people think it was this modern technology but they went back to old you know kind of think of like the prestige or what was two movies came out at the same time it was the prestige the illusionist and, and, and the, the illusionist like I always get them confused because I'm like which one's the Hugh Jackman one because they literally like why did they have to come out around the same time they but, came out literally like the same just, month of each other like and so I, annoying I'm like guys come on Okay, so anyway, so they use a lot of that. I feel like I mostly understand the concept of Pepper's I Ghost. I still don't. But Let I me feel look like I up. struggle with it. I do too, because I like watched, I've like seen it explained. It's like mirror reflecting the mannequin to make the mannequin appear see-through in the actual space or some. Okay, like I, here you go. I'm going to read this little excerpt. This is <clears throat> how how the illusion works. The transparent reflection you see in a plate of clear glass is created when light waves bounce off surface and pass through to the other side. When you look at your reflection in a window, you're seeing yourself as though you were on the other side of the glass. Now imagine the glass is being held at a 45 degree angle and you're looking down onto it from above. Yeah, you lost me. The light waves hitting the glass from below will reflect up towards you. If there's something behind the glass that light can pass through, like a white sheet or a scrim, you will see a reflection in it. If the light is moved back and forth, the reflection will disappear and reappear, giving it a hologram effect. Yeah, I'm, I'm still... Gotcha. Like, I get it, but I yeah, don't. They said 45 I, degree angle, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> oh, no, math's involved. <laughs> Fuck, I'm lost. <laughs> Anyways, the reason it's called Pepper's Ghost is it was named after English scientist John Henry Pepper, who was the one that um, created this technique. So I'm glad that scientists are working on magic tricks and not trying to cure cancer <laughs> in the 1800s. Great, thanks. We are so, we could be so much further progressed in medicine and science if he wasn't working on ghost tricks listen but our disney parks wouldn't be nearly as i know fun. actually i was like he, he did spend his well time like <laughs> he made the haunted mansion fucking dope okay so back to illusions this is a really funny so raleigh crump and yale gracie decided to play a prank on the cleaners the cleaners had asked for all the lights to be remained on because it was filled with all these animatronics of ghosts and stuff and they're like this is creepy as shit can you leave the lights on so they're like sure we'll leave the lights on so they leave the lights on and then they added motion sensors in there that when they were tripped the lights would go out and like they had certain lighting go on and all the animatronics would start going on so like the ghosts would come on so when they came back in the morning everything was still on the ghosts were moving and there was just like a broom left in the middle of the room so obviously scared the shit and then the janitors asked to leave they were like i'm quitting this job and they quit um, yeah. So they're like, well, this works. This is uh, this is gonna yeah. be great. <laughs> I've, I've heard that story, and that story is a story that I think of all the time. Whenever I'm in a Disney park, and there's a ton of animatronics, it could even be like something as simple as like Spaceship Earth. And I'm like, man, I would. Which I think you and I've talked about anymore. this. I would hate having to walk around and clean any ride that is filled with that yes, many animatronics we have talked about. Mannequins. We have definitely talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope. thank you. No. 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 All right, so we move on to the main designers of the ride, and that is Mark Davis and Claude Coates. Um, they did disagree on the original concept because one wanted it to actually be scary and haunting, and the other wanted it to be more of like filled with comical characters and whatnot. So Imagineer X and Tenicio combined both. And so you do get that when you're going in. There are those like really creepy, like, oh shit, and then there's those kind of comical moments. 
one being the song Grim Grinning Ghost, which the Imagineer Atencio, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, so I apologize. He's X something, so we'll just call him X. Um, he wrote the lyrics to Grim Grinning Ghosts, and it was composed by Buddy Baker. They have the narrator, who we know as the ghost host. And this, I was like shitting bricks, is voiced by Paul Fries, who's a very famous actor, comedic actor, vaudevillian actor, and voice actor, um, even... Oh, shit. What's his name? Mel Blanc. Thank you, Mel Blanc. I always want to say Mel Torme. It's like the one that... And I'm like, no, I know it. Mel Blanc, like, praised him as a voice actor, even though he's like, no, you're Mel. Like, how can you? But um, he did the voice of the narrator and the ghost host. He was Boris, just to name a few things, Boris and Rocky and Bullwinkle. And guess who... He was looking through his work, and he voiced in the movie Some Like It Hot, which we did an episode on early on. You can go check that out now. Um, He voices the funeral director, Mozzarella, and he also did much of the falsetto voice for Tony Curtis's Josephine. Oh, shit. I know. I was like, (laughs) what? I didn't know that. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, Paul Fries is one of those names that I know him because of the Haunted Mansion because I am such a Haunted Mansion nerd that I may have bought the Haunted Mansion soundtrack, three different versions of the Haunted Mansion soundtrack. But when you load it into your computer, it loads it as Paul Fries for anything that involves the ghost host. And th- like because of that, I'll see his name pop up in credits and stuff and be like, oh, shit, the guy from the animation. You start like seeing, this. yeah, 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 once you see. <laughs> yeah. He also, he did a couple different things for Disney. In the park, he also is the voice of Dead Men Tell No Tales in Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, which shit. I thought was yeah. really cool. And he voiced a couple of the pirates in the ride. But he also was the voice of Disney's professor Ludwig von Drake. Which I that got me was the other super excited because he sang the song that my friend Megan and I were obsessed with, the Spectrum song, which is the, the red, Spectrum yellow, green, song. red, blue, 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 red, purple, blue, green, blue. yellow, orange, red, red. Like, I, we must <laughs> I listen to that love song on Ludwig a loop. Von Drake. That is one of my favorite songs. And at the end, when he's like, and stripes and red and plaid, we would just cry <laughs> like as eight year olds. We thought it was the funniest shit ever. We're like, again, do it again. I'd been confused by this. And when I was looking up his body of work I was like wait a minute I was always told and thought that the ghost host narrator was the voice of Tony the Tiger and I was like gosh you just hear something and you run with it thinking it's true then I was doing more research and I was like aha here's my Tony so Thurl Ravenscroft was the voice of Tony the Tiger and he is the main singing bust referred to as Uncle Theodore in Grim Grinning Ghosts Come Out to Social. Yeah, that deeper and voice. That deeper, and that's him. And if you see a picture of him, I was like, they even modeled, I mean, he is the bust singing. And they're like, holy shit, that's, I see him. Okay, so it's like, there's my Tony. Um, and then he also- Yeah, because that's the other urban legend. That's the actual faces of the people who sang it, mm-hmm. but everyone swears that Walt Disney's face is on it, but it's just that one of the singers had a similar like facial structure, structure and mustache to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was also the voice of Fritz in the Tiki Room. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little side note in case anyone wanted to know that. Um, I do love the Tiki Room. I do too. I really do too. But you know this, map, but uh, listeners might not know this. I have uh, an affinity for tiki tiki bars. Sorry, I'm obsessed with tiki bars. And so there's one in Vegas called the Golden Tiki. It's my favorite bar. And I do believe that people that have worked at Disney had worked on this bar and did. I mean, you walk into the entrance and you're like, this looks like a Disney, like the details, everything. But they have two tiki room birds hanging over the bar and they sometimes come to life and talk to each other. But they say like really crude things and it's really funny. It makes me really happy. Oh, I love that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so now we're just going to get into some fun little facts going back and forth to the creation and that. But um, did you know that the, I didn't know this, the hitchhikers, the th- hitchhiking ghosts at the end have names. And let me tell you what no. those names Yeah, I was like, what? And their names, the really tall one is Ezra. The one with the ball and chain is Gus. And then the one with the carpet bag is Phineas. I was like, who knew? Obviously oh, someone on the internet that. knew. That's why they put it there. And I was like, well, now I know. I'm going to I'm gonna have a, a very brief old man doesn't like change moment. Okay. I like a lot of the digital advancements that they have made into the Haunted Mansion. I don't like the digital ghosts crawling all over the dune buggy. I think it was so much creepier when they would just place them right in the middle of the seat back we in like the eighties and nineties. We still have the we still have the ghosts chilling in the middle, like and it looks like oh. it's like old. Well, now I gotta go there because the the Walt Disney World one, it's like a digital like he'll like pull off his head and juggle it in the middle of the ride, or oh, like one s- will crawl all over on the top of the dune buggy instead of sitting with you. And I'm did like, no, I want ours? just. I don't know. Maybe I need to go on it. Maybe I'll go uh-huh. in today early. Today I like the <laughs> the stiff, awkward, unmoving ghost just I sitting. And it, well, they would do you. just the head. Like the head yeah. would just tilt like side to side all awkwardly. And- yeah, so I much creepier that. to me than than it like being kind of playful and crawling around. I do have a Haunted Mansion question for you that probably is right around where you're at in your notes. But over the last, I would say maybe the last 15, 20 years, the bride has really kind of become more and more of a focus on mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion ride. But that wasn't always the intention, right? That was No, not it, originally. I mean, there was an underlying like story of that. The bride was always there. Yeah. And originally, I mean, at least from my memory from the early 90s was that where she is placed now in the attic was kind of just holding she had like a heart light up beat heart and she just was kind of like standing there and there was some stuff in the attic that like referred to it in this that and then at the end as you're going up the um escalator ramp thing she does the hurry back hurry back you know that was the be sure to bring your death certificate it's and okay. um she's there but now it's like when you go through i love what they've done with it when you go through there's all these portraits like wedding portraits of different i think it's supposed to be like the same bride as if she's gone through like husband after husband after husband and as your doom buggy goes past the husband's head disappears in all of them and then she's standing there now and she's like till death do us and when she says part part she lifts up an axe and it's all shake and she says all these really cheeky things like i think i've heard it implied that the one right behind me of the the woman sitting on top of the tombs, because I think a lot of it bred it out is. of diehard Disney fans building their own mythology a little bit. It might have. I didn't really and, dive too much into the to the bride, but she says stuff that she says, um, oh, her name's Constance. Great. Good to know. Hey, that was my character name in uh, Rock of Ages. Funny. Well, there you go. She says, here comes the bride. And at the end of all these taglines, she lifts up her axe and it kind of like shines like, hey. um, she says, as long as we both shall live. She says, yeah. for better or for worse and then she says i do i did Ooh, this one's good in sickness and in wealth <laughs> yeah gold digger she say, says she's, you may she's now like a black kiss. widow yes you may now kiss the bride she said we'll live happily ever after so those are the ones she's yeah. a total black widow and so they've kind of amped up that story which I love. I was just listening to that song this morning too, getting ready for this. I was like, I'm gonna love you until you hate me like a black widow baby. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard okay. <laughs> one of the like, I don't think this is ever officially stated, but yes, that the woman who's sitting on top of a tombstone 
and the tombstone is a head with an axe in it is also supposed to be like an elderly version of Constance before she dies and becomes like a youthful mm. ghost bride in the attic type thing. Because um, who says you have to be old when you're a ghost? You could you could revert back to your ch- favorite childhood or age. Or you die or something, when you're sure. young. I think yeah. I think you are stuck at the age you die in this concept. I don't like so that. I think she was a young. Either die young, and you're like, damn, I didn't get to live my whole life. But then you're like, ooh, I got to be a young ghost. Or you got to live this fulfilled life. But then for eternity, you're like, fuck. I'm the guy yeah, with the long beard. That's what I mean. Beard. It's like you're you're miss. Like I'm gonna live to be like 108. And then I'm like three. I said 103. Can you get it right? Sorry, 103. Whatever. Like, imagine like that there is a heaven, and you're just like this old, decrepit 103 year old roaming around for the rest of eternity. I'm gonna be like like, like, old Rose, old Rose from Titanic, just going around heaven, (laughs) like "Eh, uh, just throwing things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We like to have fun here. We do. We do. We do. We like to go on tangents. Can we talk about how fucked up the? It is that the ride begins with a suicide, essentially, which oh I my was gosh. Okay. well into my 30s before I knew. No, I didn't. I was terrified of that ride when I was like three years old, rightfully so. And it, like the ghost popping up kind of did. Like I would always kind of be in my mom's arms. But the, the elevator, the stretching room into that scared me so fucking much because he's – I have this whole – okay, in my mind, I would call him the Billy Goat. I don't – and here's where I connected it one time when I was an adult and I looked back and I was – coming back to hocus pocus it all clicked and i was like oh my god i know how this three-year-old brain did this but i used to like kick and scream like no so i would call the ride socialize because the groom grinning goes come out to socialize but i would kind of say like three and be like socialize and i'd be like no socialize no socialize billy goat the billy goat no socialize and my mom's like the fuck are you talking about so it was always when the hanging man went it was so scary to me but like his clothing and stuff one time there's there's two reasons i think Billy Goat get in there and one I was watching Hocus Pocus as an adult and when Billy's running around he's dressed in the same era as the man and so I was like oh my god that's where I got Billy and then my mom used to sing me to sleep sometimes and she would sing um, Mockingbird but she would do it in this real like mama's gonna buy you a Mockingbird if that mockingbird don't sing, that's creepy as fuck. And and she'd always, you know, sing, "Mama's gonna buy you a billy goat." If that billy goat, and I think that tone of that eerie. And I heard Billy Goat, and then Billy was hocus pocus, dressed a certain way, and then I'm seeing this man, and I'm like, "That's the billy goat." This is all creepy. So that's my connection. Yeah, it's this full suicide. Which you got to see the movie. I really, they kind of explain all of that in the movie, and it's Master Gracie, and the credits has this whole thing, and it's I, I really liked it. I don't know, but yeah, really morbid. It's quite morbid. Yeah. I, I think I used to think that it was just like, oh, there's a ghost like playing around up in the ceiling or something. Like it didn't, it wasn't How until... did that never click? Like I always just knew. I was like, that is a dead man hanging. I have, I have no clue. It wasn't until, because there was a long period where I wasn't going to Disney. Like you have the benefit of- That's true. Going like all Driving distance. Gone. But like, yeah, there was, I would say from like, they maybe went three or four times during like third to- ninth grade right mm-hmm. like a couple family trips then my senior trip was to disney world and then i didn't go again after my senior trip until i was 30 
And it was when I went there when I was 30 that my brother was like, dude, look up when when the lights go out. Because I, I guess I never bothered to look all the way up or whatever. What? And I looked up and I was like, that's a hanging corpse. <laughs> like, it was immediately. Disney said, we're like, going to go there. They were like, let's fuck this shit up. Let's get some kids into <laughs> therapy as adults. But speaking of that, this has no correlation at all. But um, when the Haunted Mansion opened... That week, Disneyland celebrated what was then its highest single-day attendance. So it did definitely bring in a lot of curious people. Um, And the final, this is a fun fact, the final exterior concept for the house was heavily influenced by Victorian-era Shipley Lidecker House in Baltimore, Maryland. That's fun. And then I have two more fun little facts. Um, The pipe organ in the ballroom was featured as Captain Nemo's pipe organ in the disney film classic Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea so they repurposed yes, that to i be. i did actually recently know that, that is... um which part of me wants us to eventually do an episode of Twenty Thousand leagues i've never seen I it i hate it i thought it was so boring as a kid and then i really kept thinking about the squid scene so i mm-hmm. found like a cheap dvd and bought it and i'm like oh this movie's a masterpiece i gotta so... see it yeah i've never seen it because those disney films like made in the 60s <clears throat> I never really watched they because as a kid like a handful of older movies were like boring you know I didn't I had yeah. my few like Sound of Music and My Fair Lady and, and whatnot that I loved I watched The Parent Trap but even that one was hard for me to sit through and so now as an no, adult it, I'd like to go back and watch some of them I when when Disney Plus came out that was like one of the early things I decided I was going to do was like watch all of those 60s and 70s live action movies that I like you hated as a kid if I like turned on Disney Channel and it was like a live action 70s movie I could not change the channel to Nickelodeon quickly enough like I was like no thank you but like yeah they either fall into that category of like oh this is like a masterpiece well done movie like you know 20,000 leagues or it is just like the most <laughs> insane shit you've ever seen. Like, you know, the computer wore tennis shoes or like the cat from outer space or right, like these yeah. really just like cheesy, dumb movies that are just also equally charming to watch. <laughs> I said I'll go back and watch them, but let's be real. There's just too much to watch. You're not going to. I'm busy rewatching Ted Lasso right now to make myself smile. I mean, that's a good choice. It is. And uh, I got some Halloween movies to get under my belt got a couple more weeks left to appropriately watch them in my timeline so yeah and one of them for you should be the haunted mansion okay i will try i will try we're making an ad napping ads this is where i think if we're doing it right alec baldwin comes in he says a couple things Mm. he listens to the podcast every week Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. 
Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. What would you do if you had the ability to sync minds with your best friend? A partner? Maybe even a stranger? Would you share the deepest part of yourself with them? I can already read your mind. Then what am I thinking about right now? You're thinking about how much you want people to support our Kickstarter for our first feature film, Sync. You're so right. If we raise the money, we can make an amazing sci-fi thriller about mind syncing and toxic relationships. Support women in film and check out our campaign now. Just go to kickstarter.com and search Sync. That's S-Y-N-C. Or click on the link in our bio on social media and follow us at FemRegard and at Sync the Movie. Mmm. Fem. Gelsey, you and I are both huge Disney fans, but I think... We've talked about Disneyland. We talked about the historic first day of Disneyland. This was our first attempt at talking about a specific ride. I know. I was really surprised, actually, when we were obviously not scrambling. I had so many ideas for Halloween time topics. But just within that time restraint, I'm super busy working at Disneyland in a Halloween show. And so I didn't have as much time to watch, you know, like all 20 movies of Masterpiece of this, that to do. And but anyways, when we, we this was one thrown around that you were like, hey, how about this? I was like, I can't believe we haven't done any other Disney yet. Yeah. There's been very little Disney and Gelsey. I've got something very exciting to tell you. Oh, shoot. Bring it on. Do you know what makes this episode extra special? What? This is episode 50 of Before <laughs> My Time. Is it really? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> we made it to the 50. And, and you know what? The Haunted Mansion just recently celebrated... Their 50th anniversary. There we go. No, it's 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 perfect for us to do this for episode 50. I think that's more fitting than what we originally had lined yes. up for a 50th episode. But what my question was going to be to you is, now that we've got one of the, we've shaken off the dust, we've done just a focus on a specific Disney ride, like a classic Disney ride. What other classic Disney rides do you think, ooh, we could do a, a good episode just on that ride? I think it's a given that Pirates of the Caribbean would be one because yeah. there was a lot that went into that and that was a lot of firsts for that ride and then it kind of opens up the pirate gate of being able to be like well in real these timesies so we can go into that i like that i oh that is a really good question though i'm thinking that if there is a jungle cruise 2 that oh. gets released we have to do an episode on the original Fuck jungle having cruise another movie. Ride. let's just talk about the jungle cruise i love which Ooh, i loved I'm, that movie by the way i really no i thought it. the movie was fun too uh, look i'm just trying to think of seo i'm trying to think of things that tie into what people are googling for sure for sure I'm trying to think if there's any others i mean it drives people nuts but i have a soft spot in my heart for it's a small world and i know that there's a pretty interesting story with that yeah that would be i think it'd be fun to like even go back into what's the space one Oh, uh, Space Mountain? No, 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 no. Like, it doesn't exist anymore. Miracles from Molecules. Oh. There's a song. It's like, Miracles from Molecules. There's a lot of defunct rides. That, My dad's like, told me about We could talk about the People Mover. We could talk about the People Mover. We could also, you know what would be a fun episode? We should try to find out when the anniversary of this is and try to tie it in. But I would love to do an episode that's just about Disney's first appearance at the World's Fair. You know what I mean? Like that was like there were so many big debuts at that that yeah. like that could be a fun thing to really because I've never dove deep into like that whole thing. I don't yeah, totally understand what the World's Fair is. We don't have the Carousel <laughs> of Progress in Disneyland, but um, 
Disney World. Well, we still got it in Disney World, baby. Yeah, but you know what? It's my... one of my. It is one of my mottos I live by. Is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's how I get through hard days. It's how I, you know, it's there's always tomorrow, and it's it's I big have... and beautiful. <laughs> I have two Carousel of Progress T-shirts. Um, I have one that's like a cartoon. And it's just the guy sitting on his bench, and it says like it's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and it's a very cutesy shirt. And then there's the sh- the shirt that I bought as a joke. But I'm afraid to wear at the park because I'm afraid I'll get in trouble for it. Even though all it is is a quote from the ride. It's a direct quote from the ride. Say it. It's the animatronic and it says, oops, I blew the whole neighborhood again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's really funny. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. You know what? On that note, I can't. I can't. If you have any ideas of your favorite attraction that you'd like to hear the history of that we could... Report back to you. Let us know on Instagram. You can find us at Before My Time underscore podcast or on Facebook. Just search Before My Time. We'll pop up. Be like, you should do Star Tours or you should do Space Mountain or you should do Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the. You know what I'm saying. Okay, anyways. Um, while you're here, if you can give us a five star review, that would be really nice of you. And it's nice to do nice things for people. Thanks, guys, for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. Okay. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.